The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Hi, welcome to Past Yet Present. I'm Marilyn Kapp, spiritual medium and author of Love is Greater Than Pain. Those who passed share our need for love, understanding, and resolution. Together, we go from communication to collaboration. Welcome to Episode 8 of Past Yet Present. Why am I commenting that it's Episode 8? Well, you lay that 8 sideways and you've got infinity. And today, let's talk about infinity, the things that are continuous. And if you hear a kitty meowing, that is Goldie the kitty. You'll be hearing about Goldie at some point. And um, the cats around here, or any animals, when you're channeling or meditating, you might find this at home. They love this stuff. So if you hear any meowing, that's what's going on. So when you think about us with our families, the people we love, the families we create, whether it's blood, friendship, however it is we do it, the people we feel closest to. I've learned from channeling that we travel in packs, somewhat like wolves, or like kitties, if you're listening to this one. And we tend to travel together, and we have a theme. And what I've heard from out there is that usually there are several people in body and out of body at the same time. So when you think about it, you could be living your life, and then if your children are part of your soul family, you've been in body, and then they come in. And then whoever goes out, you know, it's it's kind of a revolving door out there to an extent. And very often, here's the thing that's really beautiful, that's continuous. Very often, there seems to be growth in a family theme. A family will be together and they'll talk about how, well, once the people are out of body, they have their life review and they're discussing ways that they could have been more expanded, more aware, more conscious. And they'll talk about the theme and perpetuating it. Maybe there was a theme of of fear of vulnerability. Maybe it was lack of communication. Maybe it was fear of emotion. Maybe there's something else going on where there's disability or varied ability, all kinds of things going on that could broaden our experience. And Usually, we're together to learn compassion, patience, kindness, and of course, to give each other support. Soul families can be your relatives. It could be somebody that you met for five minutes years ago and had an overwhelming feeling. Sometimes there are people who are soul family or soul family adjacent, so to speak, that are like signposts. We meet them, we feel them, it clicks. It's kind of when your eye is drawn to the clock when it's 11.11 or 3.33, or how we could get a pull towards that really busy bee in the flower that we didn't hear a buzz, but something pulled our attention. 
Our out-of-body loved ones are always trying to pull our attention to things, and they're wanting to align us. Don't worry, they're not trying to take us over. But they want to let us know that they're there and that they're wanting to help us and that they continue to work on whatever the theme is. Let's say there was addiction. Let's say there was some kind of abuse. Let's say there's great art or music. Whether it's something that's considered an, an amazing blessing or whether something is considered more of a burden, all are here to teach. And, you know, of course, we have our opinions on what we'd like to bring in. But as, as a group and with the loved ones in body and out of body, it is really lovely to think about what it is we'd like most to expand. If your parents had trouble bonding or being present, maybe that's something we really want to pay attention to. And we talk about here, you know, I brought up before, honoring the loved ones, but not honoring the patterns that they themselves are trying to let go of. So if there was a pattern that was not the most functional pattern, where they weren't present or they weren't able to be, maybe, you know, a lot of men, older generation, were taught to not be emotional or boys don't cry, some of the old tropes, you know, when that person is out of body again, they realize that that, what they were told, what they were doing might not have measured up to what was best for them soul-wise and for their soul's growth and for their expansion and understanding of the world. So when they're out of body, they're examining it. And after the first knee-jerk reaction of, oh, I didn't want to be that way. Gee, my dad was like that. And I ended up being, well, you know, we all fall into those patterns. But the out-of-body people, I find that as they're going through the life review, will be dropping the patterns that they don't want and expanding on the themes and on the things that they really want to grow with. So they could be working with the children that remain here on the earth plane and grandchildren wanting to change the patterns, maybe less less addiction or less abusive pattern, more communication, more appreciation, all kinds of things. And again, they can be positive things too. But when you're channeling somebody out of body, it seems to be the people who want to apologize and maybe there isn't even that much to apologize for. Maybe there is, but very often they'll see in a life review that even though they tried or their intention was wonderful, they weren't as present as they would have liked to be. And all of us do, you know, all kinds of things and and we want to be accountable for them. So they're watching that, but they're still looking at whatever that theme is, communication, opening it up, so that the generations don't have to be traipsing about in the same footprints that might not have been as comfortable for them. So there's a continuation here. When we talk about past yet present, life itself, the soul, the soul is infinite. That's what we hear from out there. The kitty's meowing. Kitty likes that. The soul is infinite. We go in body and out of body. We come in, we have all of our experiences. We go out, we examine them, and we expand. One thing about this beautiful infinity, it isn't just that we continue to be here, but we're continually expanding. One thing that I've come to understand from channeling is that things are not linear, things are expanding, and quite circular in some ways. Time is shifting. There's a lot going on with that. And there's some terrific books out there on that. Um, it's, it's interesting. Time, time itself. When I'm channeling for somebody, 
a couple of hours will go by, and to me it'll feel like five, ten minutes, except that I'm getting hoarse and thirsty, you know. But um, years ago, I was told, um, and this happens very, very often at the end of sessions, if nobody has looked at a clock, and whether it's by phone or the person is in front of me, when we're done, I'm told to ask them, without looking at their watch or clock, how much time do you think went by? Invariably, they think it's only a few minutes, maybe 20 at the most. And that's because, and in, in really, in, in reality, or the reality of the earth plane, it could be well over two hours. It could be two and a half hours. And we haven't felt that way at all. Now, if you're a musician, a dancer, a storyteller, a writer, um, a gardener, a thinker, a dreamer, any of the wonderful things that we're equipped to do in our vehicles here on the earth plane, you can get into that zone where time does not exist. You're just there. You're in it. And that's an infinite, expanded feeling. I'm using the word infinite. That's coming in because though you might not feel it all the time, it's always there. Isn't it interesting to stop and think, wow, I can tap into my infinity. I can tap into that great big broad vibration. And they're all chuckling out there and going, yeah, yep, that's yours. It is real. And when you go out of body, you have an idea of yourself. And there's a lot of talk about merging into divine light, and I'm sure there's all kinds of beautiful things going on. But the memories that we acquire while we're in the physical plane, those are available to us when we're out of body. Obviously, and I've mentioned this before, the person out of body did not bring along their physical brain. So the soul is what remembers. I've come to understand that well, it feels to me that we have access to all, all the time. I think it's just part of our makeup, who we are as souls, who we are as people. It's, it's interesting. There are some people who have access and they say they can read what they refer to as the Akashic Records. There are people who have access to things. I, I'm beginning to think with all of this channeling that... All of us have a piece of ourselves that is not separate from us. It is part of us. It is not disenfranchised, but it's expanded. And that part of us has access to the all. You, you hear things that we're all one. We're all connected. When you hurt somebody, you're hurting yourself and, and everybody. All of that is true in an energetic way. And of course, now in body, we feel very differentiated we feel we have a name we know what we do we know it you know it, it's so very interesting once I realized that English was my first language and not the language that I was learning it answered a lot of questions for me and it might for you as well all of a sudden a lot of things made sense when I was a kid people would say I'm a this or I'm a that I'm a teacher I'm a lawyer I'm a this I'm a that I never quite understood that. I thought, really? One word? That's not, you know. Um, and, and I never really, I never really um, vibed with names either. I don't feel particularly close to my name, or I forget names in regular life other than channeling. I don't remember names. Energy? Absolutely. Faces? Yeah, I'm lucky that way. I remember that too. 
But the energy, what comes in, and I, I'm sure I've mentioned before that I worked out with divine consciousness years ago because it's other people's stuff and I, you know, it's hard to keep your own life straight and you don't want to carry about other people's stuff that's private. So when I channel for people, I don't remember the channeling. When I thank them at the end, they go and they take all of that with them. And all of that information will come back if I ever should channel for them again. So it feels as if it's health in a different vibrational area. Think about that for a minute. So I have access to the things on regular vibrational living on the earth plane. And of course, I forget things and I'm getting older and sometimes have chemo brain and, and you know, whatever has happened, the brain is an organ. But then there's the soul that has access. Your higher vibration energetically has access. You've been downloading, when you were a baby, you were downloading all the cues, all the energies, looking around at all the people without using the words, unless maybe you were hanging out and watching. Who knows? Maybe we watch and learn before we even came in. Maybe we hear the words in our heads. There's a lot going on. But if you look at it from an energetic point of view, when we're downloading energetically, it's a much simpler way. It's what we feel. Think about when you're standing next to somebody, who are they? What does that feel like? Or, oh, what do you do? They tell you what, you, what they do, and then you go into your head and you picture whatever it is, as exciting as it might be, a teacher, a musician, those are all very, very exciting things. But when you have the person in front of you and you're having an encounter with somebody, isn't the energetic, that expansive feeling, think about who you jive with. Think about who you're comfortable with. You can have friends and acquaintances that you have so much in common with, and yet it doesn't feel like you could take a deep breath and just, ah, oh, let down. And there are other people who might have completely different backgrounds, and yet you're on the same page. So there are so many different ways that we vibrate. And when you look at the energetic of it, the beauty of the energetic is that it's always full of surprises. And the only thing we want to be careful not to do is to get trapped in the mind because then you'll start taking it apart and deconstructing. And so you want your mind to agree. Again, think of the mind as this wonderful tool. So picture, picture this wonderful doggy standing next to you and you say, sit, stay, but stay here. I, I want your input, but please quiet enough just so that you can hear and have the benefit of this blessing of what's coming in energetically. What's the download? We get them all the time. You meet a new person, you get a feeling. You walk into a restaurant, a lot of it could be feng shui, a lot of it could be the smell, a lot of it could be the people. A lot of it could be if they're fighting in the kitchen and you wouldn't even know it, but you pick up the vibe. We all do. And here's another thing that's infinite, our ability to pick up the vibe. We are vibrating beings. We fluctuate with what's going on for us in our lives. When we're grieving, our fluctuation goes down naturally. It needs to. We need to heal on the physical plane. We need to grieve. We need to carry on and allow ourselves to let go of some of that pain so that it doesn't settle in the body and become dis at ease. And so, and that's of course how we get sick and have disease very often. So we want to allow ourselves to feel everything. Drink it all in and really focus on the energy. 
when you think about it, the loved ones who have gone out of body, we're missing that physical hug. That's not about words. That's energy. That's a hug on the shared vibrational plane, the earth plane, and you can feel each other. When somebody is out of body and they drape themselves on you and they give you a hug, you can get a tingly feeling or not. Maybe you're learning how to do it. Maybe you're picking it up in different ways. There are so many different ways. And yet the beauty is if we go to the mind to decipher it, the mind might want to tell us, oh, they're out of body. Oh, this is going on. The mind we're talking about is, is again, such a wonderful tool. But here we're talking about infinity. And infinity is beyond words. So what's lovely is that I channel words that I download when I'm channeling for someone, but I'm also aware that there's an energetic download. There's an emotional download. If the person is in front of me or if they're not in front of me and we're on the phone, I can close my eyes and still see it. I can see an energy dance. When somebody comes in that the person in body loves, their auric fields will actually lift up and combine with theirs. They might not be aware of it, but they're feeling it. That's the energy dance. That's the energy communication. So if we're going to rely only what goes on with our mind, we're going to get a little bogged down and get in our own way. And I, I really do believe that it's the only way that we can work too hard with this. It really can get in the way if we're trying too hard. If I think about channeling, I'll get in the way. I'm going to talk to a stranger that I haven't met before. I can pick up that they're feeling nauseous and scared. I have no words prepared at all. It's totally trust. And it's of course, I'm a human and I'm thinking, oh boy, I hope well, of course, you know, it's coming from a different place. If I run it through my brain, it would be another story. We're taught to make sense of things. We're taught to categorize. And infinity, infinity is beyond categorization, isn't it? Infinity is what it is. So we're going beyond words. So even though the channeling, it comes out in words, they're hearing words, we're recording words, there's energy. Take a deep breath. Feel your energy expanding. Think of hugging loved ones. Think of that energy expanding. Think of a beautiful voice that you love, maybe a loved one or maybe a singer that's a favorite or maybe it's an instrument. Take a deep breath and feel that and just feel the expansion that comes with it. You see, the joy of the arts, the joy of the beauty, it's infinite. All of this is infinite. And there's another really, really beautiful perk of infinity, and that's mentorships. I might have mentioned this before, but there's something beautiful going on. We have our loved ones downloading and helping us, and if grandma was an artist and we're an artist, you can bet she's going to help with that. My parents were into music, and now that they're both out of body, I watch them. My brother's a musician, and when he's playing, I see them up there. First it was my dad, and then past bunch of years, it's been both of them. And I feel them flowing with the music and hearing it, and I feel them making music with it. They weren't musicians the way my brother is, but they're flowing on his music, adding theirs in. And of course, they always supported his music. When you think of how we combine when we're in the body on the earth plane to expand to that infinite vibration, we do it 
again, through music, through art, through dance, through all of those transcendent and beautiful things. You grow a tomato outside, you're doing it. You bite into it, and you feel that energy and that high vibration. Let's face it, all of these things are collaborating with divine consciousness for the highest beauty that our souls, that our souls know and want to manifest for us on the physical plane so that we can share it and communicate with each other through the sharing of the beauty of this creation and energy, and sometimes through words. If you know poetry, you know it can be with words as well. So this beautiful way of mentorship, one thing I noticed that when I would go to a doctor's office and, you know, the past bunch of years, it's been pretty often, um, I'll look at the doctor who's treating me and I'll, I'll hear his words, but I'm also a little bit distracted because I'm hearing who is there guiding. Very often there's a dad, sometimes a mom, sometimes a grandpa, you know, and, and but very often there will be um, masters. I, I can't tell you how many times I've had acupuncture and literally seen masters standing with or behind the person who is treating me and guiding them. Usually the person is somewhat aware. Um, usually what I will do is I will ask out there, do they know about this? And if I'm seeing that, that clearly, very often it's safe to share with whoever the practitioner is, or the doctor is, and I'll tell them. I stopped worrying about if I look like a complete idiot years ago, because let's face it, I, I want to keep the right to do that in, in general, but um, I never want to miss the chance. I'd rather be wrong and crazy and be told to go away than miss an opportunity for expansion and inclusion. So I'll often hear, yes, it's okay to talk to them about it. And even if I don't hear that, sometimes I'll talk about it just to, sometimes I'll hear them say, mention it so they could put the idea in their back pocket so that if they're ever interested in it, they can take it out and look at the note that was there. So what happens is eventually other people were asking me to go to their doctors. And when we watch, you know, there's so much, oh my goodness, with, with all of us, with, with being in, with, with what was going on with COVID the last couple of years, a lot of us have had time for social media, more, more time than, than not. And we've seen some pretty amazing things with dancing, with singing, with the arts. People are getting so creative. And let's not forget, um, especially at the beginning, the famous sourdough breads that everyone was making. It's pretty creative to knead that bread too. It puts you in the zone. So we're, we're in this period where we've been doing it more and more, but when we're in that zone, it's very easy to download. The brain is not quite on vacation, but we know what it is we're doing. If you have a dance down, if you know that song so well, I used to tap dance and I used to love when you're no longer worried about what the dance is and you're just playing that tune with your feet. And you're just in that zone playing music, not counting, just playing music. There are so many ways to do it. I just, oh, one young woman wants to show me that her mother is still in body, but she's with her grandmother, and they sew. And she would watch her mother sewing, and as her hands would put the fabric through the machine and she would hear it, it felt like a dance to her and so sacred, that sound. And so the grandmother and the daughter, who she says she passed as a young woman, she was a young adult, that they will, her mother is older, that they will, they will surround her. And she 
feels them as she sews. The daughter is saying she's at the left elbow. The mama, the grandmother, is at the mom's right elbow. And she hums a tune, and she daydreams, and she remembers, and she channels. Without thinking about it, without worrying about it, she's channeling. So many times... When I'm channeling for someone, they'll say, you know how you drive here and there and you know the way and it's always the same way? And you start talking to me in your head, sometimes even out loud, but you talk to me and then you hear me answer in your head as if like full sentences. And then you shake your head like a cartoon, wabada-wabada, and go, oh, please, that's not, that was me. I was talking to you. You said this, then I said that. Then you said this and I said that. And there's the proof. There it is. When we're in the zone, they're downloading, they're mentoring, they're collaborating with us. We'll take it one step further. Einstein has been coming in and working with several scientists, continuing his work. There's a lot of work and patents getting done with laser and light and healing. And it's it's so interesting because um, much much to my surprise, I started channeling him oh, about 25 years ago for a doctor who was continuing some of his work. And, um, of course, at the beginning I thought, okay, I must be crazy, channeling all makes sense, but really Einstein. And um, one day he came into the living room, my husband and I were hanging around, and um, he came in and he said, oh, he brought his daughter. And I didn't know he had a daughter. I knew he had two sons. I think that was stuff that came out later. I'm not really sure about all that history. Um, but the thing is that he said, and, and I just wanted you to know that I'm here and it's really me and you're really channeling me. Um, I mentioned this to my brother who was just as blown away as I was. And he said, well, ask him about this because he had been studying up on and actually giving clarinet lessons to somebody who had continued Einstein's work. And I ended up with a whole bunch of charts and, and numbers and dictation that I didn't know what to do with, but they told me who to give it to and it made sense to them. They come through. Einstein, Einstein is... What he, what he has to say is that they choose who to come through and channel to based on this. He says that humility is the key to humanity. He says there are a lot of brilliant minds. He reminded me, and he was quite taken aback and upset that some of his work went into um, deconstruction as opposed to construction. He was not pleased about that. Um, he feels that, is, as an example, he channeled in and said there were plenty of Nazis who were absolutely brilliantly minded, but they didn't put it to good use. So when they are choosing scientists and doctors to bring in and their knowledge, to supplement it, they're not usurping the person here. They have their education. They're here guiding and mentoring and maybe just whispering something, the eureka moment that they earned. Nobody out there is looking to steal our growth. But when somebody has grown that much, and I'm hearing a flood of voices out there, when a doctor looks up and can no longer, a doctor who's in body, in the middle of very serious work, looks up and he can't hear what's going on around him because his own heartbeat is going so hard in his head because he doesn't know. He doesn't know. One, one doctor talked about how he had to clamp something inside this young man's brain and there was a lot of blood 
and he panicked. He had several seconds and that was it or else there was going to be a bleed. It was a pretty intensive brain surgery. And he looked up and he asked for help. He put his hand in blindly and he clamped and he did it. I'm getting emotional just recounting the story. These things happen and they happen to us. They happen to you. They happen to me. They happen to doctors. They happen to all of us all the time. The feeling to take this route instead of the other route. And then of course, Many people look up and say, why didn't they take the other route? Those, those are questions we can't answer here. But in the big expansion, when somebody is out of body and they didn't expect it and they, and they didn't take the other route and they ended up being in whatever place so that they ended up going out of body, they're still exploring, they're still asking, they're trying to figure out why and usually trying to appeal to the highest good to make it so. In other words, looking for the good in it, even though they're sorely disappointed at some of the adventures they would have liked to have had with us in the physical plane. Don't forget, they don't miss us the same way. It bears repeating. They don't miss us the same way they have access to us. They can see us plain as day and they know we will be joining them. So they're not suffering the same way but they know that we are, so they want to ease it in any way that they can, and they do. So all of these people out there who want to help us emotionally, but they also want to help us with the expansion and the rising up, the expansion of the physical plane itself, medicine, science, climate, of course, uh, teaching all of these things, mathematics, inventions, we are getting help. Now, who's to say we didn't make these deals before we came in to get the help? Who's to say that somebody, you know, somebody like Einstein, he's very quick to say that he's, only, he's, he's one whose name we recognize. There are many, 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 many out there doing this. They align with people who vibrate at the same frequency. They align with people that they can help and mentor who are open to it and who are wanting it. They are adding the cherry on top to the divine Sunday that somebody is doing with their studying and with their practice and, and with their repeating over and over and, and their hypotheses and, and thinking about how to do it well. Then there's magic. I learned a long time ago, me personally, I don't believe in, what's, what's the word, a, um, I'm stumbling over words, and I can hear the word in my head, and they're saying that even this is an example of it. I don't believe in hypotheticals. Even this is a hypothetical talking about it, because it is hypothetical now, isn't it? But I realized that I would think of situations, what would I do in this situation, and the hypothetical will have the mental exercise, what would I do? Of course, it's good to do that. It's fun, and you think of things you would do. But when you're really in the situation, we have the energy alignment. We have our gut instinct. We have our alignment with those out of body who are tipping us off energy-wise. We have that feeling in our gut. Maybe we're getting the heebie-jeebies. Maybe we're getting the creeps, whatever it is we called it as a kid. But that's why I don't believe in a hypothetical. A hypothetical is a mental exercise. Our entire life is filled with interaction. And I guess even if we're having a hypothetical, they're kind of giggling at us out there. So even if we are just doing it in our heads, 
they'll start to come in. I mean, really, our own thoughts will start to give us some things outside the box. It's really beautiful when you think of things outside the box in terms of the beautiful bodies we have, the instrument we're given for this adventure in time. But that's not the end all. So the spirit is what goes on. And yes, it is infinite. And what's really beautiful to remember is that the brain is not what contains the memories and what contains the knowledge the soul does. So all these scientists and all these mentors and artists out there, they're not touting around those brains they had in body, but their soul remembers. And with direction and intention and alignment in terms of wanting to work together, it is incredible cooperative effort. These mentorships are here. Oh, you know, I just thought of that. That's pretty sexist, isn't it? Mentorship, womentorship, peopleship. They're here to help us. Souls are here to help us. And um, they have so much to offer us. And it's very exciting because on a personal level, our loved ones are here to help with the themes that we talked about right in the beginning today that we bring in. Maybe it's loneliness, isolation, maybe it's addiction, maybe it's presence, maybe it's art. Let's go to the happy ones. Maybe it's music, maybe it's sharing, maybe it's empathy, maybe it's telling a story, maybe it's just sitting quietly and listening. Maybe it's that empathic response that we need so much of. All of this is going on all the time. Our loved ones are working with us with our personal situations. Parents and grandparents could be helping us open up and let go of patterns that we've perpetuated that we learned with our parents but that we don't particularly want to carry forward. There are so many personal and beautiful themes that are a continuation for us. And then we expand out so more and we see the many people who really love whatever it is they do, their, their career, their passion, just their quiet doing. Maybe they didn't even do it as a career. Some of the best singers sing quietly to their farm animals and their babies. That's what they're telling me. That's what's coming channeled in. Represent. There are a lot of people here wanting to represent. The beauty is all of us have the capacity to download that information. If there's someone that you resonate with, if there's someone, you know, it, it's interesting. Many, many years ago, I, I was offered a job in Hollywood to channel, hopefully, Marilyn Monroe at one of the hotels where that was considered haunted. And of course, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's, there, there's, it's interesting, but of course, I'm not going to do that. Um, my, my point is to, I, I don't parade anyone else for wanting to do that. I think it's interesting and can be fun and informative, but, um, I'm looking at this as more of a therapeutic, you know, downloading for expansion. Even in that situation though, even in that situation, it could still remind somebody that out-of-body people are here to talk to us. Now, whether Marilyn Monroe or whoever it is wants to come in in that situation, it's up to them. But if you have someone that you resonated with or that you always felt a kinship with, I, I don't know that, you know, it's up to you if you want to ask them to come in or invite them. I, I might very gently invite them in. 
Um, but I would just, you know, resonate with that energy, resonate with that. I remember one time, my husband, years, years ago, my husband and I were driving, and we're listening to John Lennon, and I said, hmm, I wonder if he shows up where he's playing sometime. I mean, people were listening to him, you know, millions of people listening all the time. And it was really funny, because, you know, we're talking about it, and then I just got this flash and this wave and a little tap, and then I heard, sometimes, and then he was off. They're available. They can do those things. Yes, they can. Now, there are other complicated things. What about reincarnation? What if they're needed somewhere else? Can a soul be in more than one place? Well, remember, things aren't linear. I don't believe we fracture. I don't believe that we, that we come apart. I think we just expand. You could be sitting right there, and you can feel a friend who needs you, and you can feel them, and then the phone rings. How did you pick that up? You expanded your consciousness, and you downloaded it. You picked it up. We're doing that all the time. So if there's somebody that resonates with you, think about them. Maybe the joy they gave you, maybe how much you like what they've invented, or the charm of what they do. Or maybe they made a new hybrid apple, and you love the taste of it, and you can just think of how sweet that is. There are so many ways to do this. One of, one of my funniest memories, this is many, many years ago. I guess I could look it up because I'll know what day it is if I look it up. I, I was brought up on cartoons like many people. And um, I sat up in bed, bolt upright, and yelled, Hans Conried died. I didn't know that I even knew what his name was. Of course, I knew his voice from Fractured Fury Tales and whatever he had been in. I didn't have a personal connection. And yet... I have a feeling I probably spent a lot of time alone watching TV, and his is a very soothing and sweet voice. So without even thinking about his name, I connected. I picked it up. Now, do I think he came and tapped on, on me when a million, millions of kids listened to his voice? Probably not. But you see, we're all connected. It's an infinite network that's connected. He didn't have to stop and say, hey, who's that kid who, with her big glasses that watched my cartoons, you know, how many years ago? No, no, no. Once he's released from the body, whatever it is, that love of his that went out, that love and joy and that storytelling and in those voices and whatever he did in his gut and in his heart, I could feel that. And so that's how it works out there. So we have people like Einstein and, and like Mozart and people who are coming in to help. Now, of course, there are savants and there are geniuses. Isn't it so much fun? Like I said, we've, we watch social media more these days. These little musicians who, who their feet don't even reach the pedal on the pianos. Their hands aren't wide enough to get a whole octave. And yet they're playing. Who are they? Who's playing with them? What beautiful mystery. It's all about love. It's all about continuation. It's all about memory never being lost. Your loved one's out of body. They remember every detail about you and about their world. A musician goes out of body. They leave what they've written for others to play. What didn't they write? The doctors who are trying to figure things out and who are out of body and who show up in the operating room to hear a desperate doctor's cry when he literally could not see where to clamp and his hand was guided. These things do happen. And when, when we open ourselves up to it, when we understand that it's ours to have, 
it will happen more often and it will accelerate and we can dance and sing with the joy of it. And here's the really, really, really sweet part. You've probably been doing this for others too. If you have a friend you're worried about and then they call you later and you just are connecting with them, how many times do you think, oh, I need to text them? They text you first. That energy of yours reached out and gave them a little hug. You're doing it. Because I believe there's a piece of us that is extended, right? What we said at the beginning. There's a piece of us, it isn't disenfranchised, it is expanded and has access. And that's how you know so-and-so out there has a pain or fell down. When I was a kid, I was at a party and I fell and I broke my foot. I didn't think it was broken, I'm walking around on it. My mother comes barging in hours before she's supposed to pick me up and just says to the other kids, it's a little pajama party, where is she? I know she broke a bone. If we allow it, if we get out of our own way, how do we get out of our own way? By using that beautiful, beautiful thinker. It's a wonderful tool. Let it relax. Let it, let it observe. Let it, it, you don't have to kick it out of the building. Let it observe the joy, the frequency that happens. When you walk by somewhere and you hear your person's song and you weren't going to go that way, but they pulled you to go that way so that you'd hear the song. There are lots and lots of stories. We all have them. And most of those stories that we have, we're not even conscious of them. But our out-of-body loved ones and guides, they are. When we raise our awareness to infinity, because that's what we are, we dissipate our fear. We still have pain. Of course we still have pain because we miss those we love. And we don't like to be separated from people. But we're not. We still have to acknowledge the physical, of course, but it all continues, and so do we. When I've been with people who are in the process of passing, there's everything that's going on in the physical plane. But when you can see and hear what's going on on the spiritual plane, you literally hear the party. You hear them. When somebody asks if somebody is getting ready to go out of body, usually if... if, if you know, I, I, I've worked it out with divine consciousness. If there's something good to be had by knowing, then it will come in. Otherwise, no. But only if there's something good to be had. So maybe we need to know that so-and-so is waiting to come. You can channel somebody in a coma who says, I want to see this person or I'm waiting for that. All these things go on. So instead of telling the mind to back off and sit it out, you can ask the mind to observe. Because if you've been in that zone... Um, your, your mind is contributing. If you've, if you've learned that dance, if you are singing that song, of course the mind is involved. That doctor who was trying to figure out how his mind could help him in that situation to clamp that and stop the bleeding in that young man's head, his brain couldn't help at that point. So the brain, rather than pushing it aside, invite the brain to observe. Welcome the brain in. As we expand and understand the joy of downloading our own highest, highest vibration, we're dabbling out there. We do it while we sleep. We do it while we daydream. We're doing it all the time. The mind likes to take control of things and keep us safe, and the ego likes to explain everything and how it works. But when you're having a giggle fit beyond the mind, or when you're dancing that dance and you just don't want to stop, it's beyond the mind. And the mind can observe and see the beauty of the soul. 
because the mind is here to serve the soul and the soul knows that it's forever. And we can relieve our mind and say, even though you won't be here forever, you will be in some form, you know, and trans- transferring into whatever our body is. Tra- we feed, we feed the, the trees and whatever it is we do that way. The mind held the memories for the soul while the mind needed to. But the soul has it all and is not, it is not relying on the brain. The soul has it. It's expanded. We might not feel we have access to all of it now, but when we relax and enjoy through laughter and even through tears and allow the soul to dance and believe in the emotions that are coming in, if something doesn't feel right, let it go. Stay away from it. Do the protection. We clothe ourselves in a robe of light. We wear it not only for our own protection, but also so that those who see it or come in contact with it will be drawn to divine and healed. We wear it not only for our own protection, but also so that those who see it can be drawn to divine and healed as well. So it's an invitation, but it's an invitation to ourselves to expand beyond, know that it's continuous, and then we dance in that vibrational space with those who are out of body, with the angels and the archangels and the avatars, all are here to help us as we help each other. And know that nothing ends, maybe our pain as we let it go. Certainly our pain as we embrace our loved ones once we go out of body and are welcomed again back to the spiritual plane. But we're here now. And so as we pay attention to the beauty and embrace it, because as we know, it's the key to raising our vibration, let's dance and sing with the downloads of those who want to help us and bring us gifts that are aligned with us. And to that we can say, amen. It's a very, oh, a woman. Again, none of this sexist stuff here. A people, a animals, a all of us. Remember, It continues. Love is to stay. Thank you for listening. Till next time. Thank you for sharing this energy and space. Together, we collaborate, raising the vibration for all. I'm Marilyn Capp, author of Love is Greater Than Pain, and you can find me at MarilynCapp.com. Remember, the healing continues with those who are past, yet present. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I am an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.